Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. Hi, and welcome to K Have You Seen? Uh, this is our holiday episode, and in the true spirit of the season, we're going to fight to the death over our favorite, possibly <laughs> terrible, Christmas movie. So this episode's going to be a little different. Uh, we're going to cover two movies in our hour, um, and this is actually the first time we're going to cover one of the movies that we've both seen before. We just have pretty different opinions, yes. or so I'm led to believe. Yeah, yeah I believe that's correct, yeah. But uh, but yeah, we're trying something just a little bit different this time, so... Before we get into our actual picks, though, a little bit about how we uh, decided on the two movies we're going to talk about. We didn't want to go with just classic Christmas movies that we have both seen and both like. Like, for example, I definitely want to bring up, uh, at some point in a future episode, Lethal Weapon, because that does take place at Christmas, similar to Die Hard. Um, but I didn't want to like shoehorn that in and make it a Christmas movie. I would also love to talk about It's a Wonderful Life. A Christmas Story, but we've both seen those, and I mean, I, you like both of those movies, right? Yep, and we could have waxed poetic about uh, Muppets Christmas Carol Absolutely. for a full hour, but that wouldn't be as interesting. Not so, so without further ado, let's talk about our picks. Kari, would you be so kind as to go first? Sure. So, um, my movie is the one that we've actually both seen, um, and in this biting critique of consumerism at Christmas, the protagonist is a repulsive piece of shit who hates himself. He works to pull off a massive Christmas heist while disguised as Santa Claus with the help of a diminutive accomplice, but is ultimately redeemed by a naive child seeing the good in him. Also, he gets a totally unnecessary romantic arc for some reason. Interesting. What about yours, Kyle? Well... I brought a, uh, it's a biting critique of consumerism at Christmas. Uh, the protagonist is a repulsive piece of shit who hates himself. He works to pull off a massive Christmas heist while disguised as Santa Claus with the help of a diminutive accomplice, but uh, he is ultimately redeemed by a naive child seeing the good in him. Also, he gets a totally unnecessary romantic arc uh, for some reason. Okay, on face value, sounds like something I could be into. Okay, yeah, I mean, yours also sounds interesting, at least, and ca caught my attention. What movie are you bringing to the table this week, Kari? I am bringing Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version, the full length. Ooh-wee, uh, that's interesting because I did not bring that movie to the table. I brought the modern classic of one Mr. Billy Bob Thornton, Bad mm -hmm. Santa, from 2003. How hilarious would it have been if we had both bought that movie, though, now that you say it. Yeah, well... Would have totally f***ed up the whole system. And we, we'll we get to this later on in the show, but we did not intend for these both to be such similarly styled films in the sense that they are both described so closely, like almost, I would dare say, nearly word for word. But yeah, it's a, kind of a, unwittingly we created a semi-perfect double feature. So even though... We may have differences in opinions about the movies. I think we both are in agreement that this weirdly became like a bizarre yet very apropos Christmas double feature. Yeah. I mean, I all credit to Kyle for this oh, pretty well thought out thesis. I, I saw this on the outline and was like, yeah, you know, that's actually 100% accurate. They were <laughs> very similar and I think it will be pretty interesting because I'm just going to guess we both feel pretty differently about both of these movies. I suspect you are right about that, and I was prepared for it, going yeah. in straight out of the gate. So It's going to be a full-on throwdown. Sure, sure. Now, with that, which, let's be honest, we've both been waiting for this moment oh, yeah. for we've a long time. Oh, yeah, we've been way too nice about each other's picks. We're going it's full Siskel and Ebert this Christmas. Yep, uh, and revenge for the burbs. <laughs> so, all right, without further ado, I thought the most fair way for us to do this was football style with a coin toss, and then whoever wins gets to choose if they want to go first or second. Work for you? I agree to those terms. All right, I am flipping the coin now, so call it in the air. Heads. Ooh, tails never fails. Oof. All right, so since I won the coin toss, I am going to elect to go second. I'm going to let Kari lead us off with the Grinch so we can talk about that one first. So, Kari, the floor is yours. Thank you. So, I brought this movie to the table because... It was something I learned very recently is not a movie we all agree is good. I'm glad you opened with that because 
that was exactly how our conversation went when you first mentioned bringing this movie up. So, yeah, yeah, I'll be totally honest. I have been kind of hounding Kyle to make this our Christmas movie because it happened maybe like last Christmas where someone brought up The Grinch as like a ha ha ha, you know, terrible movies like The Grinch type. I don't remember this specific comment, but it was something like, oh, we all agree. Like a Nickelback type thing where it's like, mm-hmm. LOL, mm-hmm. we all hate this and we'll all use it as a cultural touch point. And I do not agree. And a lot of people that I know, the people that I watch this movie with also do not agree. This and the original Dr. Seuss Grinch with, the, you know, the animated version we usually we watch these as a double feature when we're decorating the Christmas tree, and I think that's something that I force my family to do. Hmm. But I I like it. I think it's a Christmas classic up there with Elf, with you know, kind of the contemporary Christmas classics. It's no White Christmas. It's no, obviously of Muppet course. Christmas Carol. Naturally, but it's it's one of the new classics. I I think it's a solid Christmas hmm. movie. Okay, so you, this is something that's just been part of like your Christmas rituals more or less for a long long time then is what i'm taking away from this is that the, the gist of it yes and i know you're gonna write off my nostalgia but no 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 it's no, a no. solid movie okay okay so all right i actually saw this movie in the theater when it came out i was Same. i was about to turn 12 i was like sixth grade probably mm-hmm. um so i was 11 years old when this movie came out so i can't use the road to el dorado excuse that i was too old to see it mm-hmm. which i know you didn't think that that was any valid excuse anyway. Me and the listeners. The, uh, that's the true. The consensus, spoken. the votes are in. The people have spoken, you're right. But yeah. at any rate, so I, I actually did see this movie when I was, I assume, the age that you're quote-unquote supposed to see it, which, you know, it's, uh, I don't remember having an opinion about it when it came out, and I just didn't watch it again for a while. And I'll, I'll preface this with a couple of things, only because I know you love this movie. And so mm-hmm. before you hear what I'm about to say... I need you to understand that, number one, you were genuinely surprised when I told you that I disliked it, or when you you told me that you were genuinely surprised when people in general told you that it was not a universally beloved modern classic. Sure, yeah, that's, okay. that's probably fair. And I'm going to borrow a phrase from our good friend Mike, I don't want to yuck any yums, mm-hmm. I don't want to make you, I'm not going to try to make you dislike something that you love. Sure. Um, I will, however, try to make you love something, and by you know, by proxy, everyone in the world who like yucks this movie, I will try to make them. You're gonna try to yum some yucks, is what you're saying. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay. With all that being said, The Grinch might actually be my least favorite movie that I have ever seen. What? I disliked it even more this time than I remembered. What? I took a, I took a full page of notes. Oh my god. And when I got to the bottom of the page, I reviewed it. I wrote the word hate at the top of the page because I realized that every single thing on the list that I wrote down was something that I hated about the movie. Was it hate 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 double hate loathe entirely <laughs> though? Hate 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 double hate loathe entirely. I, I, you know, I, I didn't prioritize it in that way. I didn't, I didn't score it. And your face is already turning red, and I'm so, so sorry. Um, it's not red. But it's just warm in here. It is. It is a little bit, and it's probably gonna get warmer because we're gonna get real heated about we're this. We're actually movie. gonna start fighting. Um, but uh, here's what I want to do. Actually, I would like to very quickly, and I want to dwell on any item on this list real quick because I got more notes down here. But I wanted to read you the unvarnished list and give you a chance to say pause and give a rebuttal okay. at any point. Mm-hmm. But it's a full page, so please oh choose your battles. Oh, God. <clears throat> Hate. The needless Dutch angles. The weird adult jokes, like the key party. Uh, the Cindy Lou Who actress. We'll get to her later on. The Grinch's mesh bathrobe. Jim Carrey's performance I thought was exclusively annoying and not actually funny. Pause. Uh, Wrong. You may continue, but that is incorrect. Okay. All right, all right. The Where Are You Christmas song, don't like it. Agreed. Uh, Pause, the... agree. Okay, all right. Good, 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 good. The Teenage Who's, the Who Noses. Uh, giving the Grinch a romantic arc at all. Giving the Grinch Pause, a back... also agree on that one. Okay. Giving the Grinch a backstory. Baby Grinch? Pause. There's nothing wrong with Baby Grinch. Okay, all right. He's hilarious. He's I, I forgot to mention, I, I, I drew this uh, drew arrow in here when I said giving the Grinch a backstory. 
Also, giving the Grinch a dark backstory. Uh, Pause. How else would the Grinch's backstory go? I don't He's know. He's the f***ing Grinch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sure is. Tim Burton ripoff. And to be clear, I do not want a Tim Burton directed Grinch. Pause. But how are you supposed to win with that? <laughs> what? That's, how are you, it's not Tim Burton, but you- No, 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 it's, a t- it's, it's like an obviously ripping off a Tim Burton style, but to be clear, I was not suggesting that Tim Burton would have been a better filmmaker for this movie. The line in the flashback, you're eight years old and you have a beard. No, he does not. His face and cheeks are arguably the only part of his entire body with no fur. Pause semantics. The whole idea of him shaving was a plot device within his backstory, which was completely unnecessary. He shaved his face with an electric razor and nicked his entire face, which again is the only part of his entire body not completely covered in hair. Pause. I do. Okay. I agree that that is, it was, that was a very overplayed moment, especially the fact that like the teacher laughs at him. Yes. Like the teacher goes through a whole process to be like, all right, take down the book, take away your shoe. Look, let me see your face. She preps. There's like, Five minutes of her yep. just being like, all right, we're ready to see whatever it is. In the slowest buildup of all time. can handle him with like a couple little razor nicks. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. You're a bad teacher. Yeah, terrible You're teacher. You're a bad teacher. Garbage teacher. Um, the added narration uh, that was not in the book or the original. It's a feature length movie. What are you supposed to do? Um, I don't know. Maybe pad it out with a little bit more added characters, songs, and backstory. Possibly. But um, but like, if you're gonna make it a full length movie, what do you sure, do besides sure. add plot? Well, the added narration in particular, added plot—that's one thing. I understood why they did that, but we can talk about that momentarily as well. The giving new lines to the poem that but the narrator has to read to—I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was like fleshing out like the Grinch's backstory, which definitely not in the Dr. Seuss book or the 1966 TV special, which was like. 15 minutes long, both the book and the TV special. Correct. So that is correct. we're going to make yes. it a full length movie. Also, I would, I feel like the only thing the narrator really says is the lines from the book. That's the only time he comes in. No, no, no. I'm telling you directly and I, I should have written it down, but it was, he, there is definitely like added narration about that. The narrator, Anthony Hopkins, right? Anthony Hopkins is the narrator. Yeah, it's Anthony Hopkins. Well, Boris Karloff was the original narrator. Oh, yes. So and it, like, he, it yes. is in line. Yeah. yeah. Horror movie. Sure. Leading men. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Um, again, kind of in a Tim Burton vein almost. Sure. Um, I didn't put those two together until, but like, absolutely. The, the visual style is very Tim Burton. Which I've got thoughts about that briefly later on. I don't hate it. Not okay. to shock you, but <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I'm sure. But anyway, yeah, for sure there's lines that Anthony Hopkins reads as the narrator that do not appear in any previous version of this story, mm. without a doubt, because they address plot elements that don't appear in any version <laughs> over this story that came earlier. The characterization of the Grinch definitely made me think of like a super random, but also edgy 13 year old in a lot of ways. Like somebody who like makes a big theatrical production out of being grumpy, like uh-huh. and being un- and just being unpleasant and not into like I hate Christmas, blah, 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 but oh, being like okay. yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, he was absolutely juvenile. That's fair. Martha May who engaged to Mayor May who I didn't well, I, I couldn't quite track that one. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think everyone's last name is Who. Right, May- but they make a point that these two have the same hyphenate. Name? Or middle name? Because Martha, I thought it was Martha Mayor May. Mayhew. Is, is it Mayor Mayhew? If, if that is his name. Mayor Mayhew, Mayhew. yes. Okay. Uh, also, m- she calls, the mom, Cindy Lou's mom, calls her Martha May Huvier at one point. And Ooh. is that her real name? Uh, or is she making fun of her for being fancy? That, I, I, I don't know. Because she is very fancy, like to an unnecessary extent. Be fancy. All white lights on her house. And yep. that's how you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Um, multiple comedic record scratches on the soundtrack at different points. Um, That's classic. The new version of the Grinch song, did not care for it. The crash test sequence when the Grinch was building his sleigh, I didn't understand the point of any of that. What? Um, What's what's not to understand? He he was building a sleigh, he had to crash test it. Like Uh, you do with a car. Which that leads into my next thing, actually. Uh, The padding out a 22-minute TV special into an hour and 45 minutes, which didn't need to happen. It's not like they were short on time to be a feature and they needed to add these little asides. You buried the lead there. A lot of your topics are supporting that. I didn't realize how long it was until I got to a certain (laughs) point. I was like, how long? Holy sh... A whole page. Uh, Yeah, I, I was like getting close to the bottom and I was like, how long is this? Let's see. So... 
So your objection to the sleigh sequence is that it's padding. It is. Or is it specifically the crash test dummy part of that? I thought it was dumb and unnecessary. And I thought the only reason you would include something like that in the final cut is because you were short and you needed that extra two minutes to make feature length. Yeah. We're very close to the end of my list here, so just bear with me here for a second. 20 more people. Uh, minutes, know, people. 20 more minutes. So he gets the sleigh full of stuff and he's ready to dump it off the mountain. And I was like, we got to be close to the end, right? Nope. 26 minutes left to go when he's ready to dump that sled. He's got to reconcile. He's, he's got to make yeah. his apologies. He's got to win back the girl. There's got to be an emotional sing. scene with the entire town. Yep. Um, also, uh, in the original version, everybody in the town is super cool, and in this version, the town is full of assholes, except for that one <laughs> little girl. Yeah, the Who's are pretty much the They're worst. They're the worst people. They're terrible. And the uh, the cherry on top of all this is a very specific moment that I am shocked you don't have the same reaction. I physically recoiled when Jim Carrey smiled at Cindy Lou near the end. Okay, yeah, that was pretty bad. I... And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Like, I, like, pulled myself back from the television screen when I saw that. It was so unpleasant and upsetting <laughs> to me. It was just not... I didn't care for it. Did not care for it. And, okay, I'm done with my screed, but I, I don't mean any offense because I feel like you are an intelligent and cultured person. <laughs> but I am legitimately unclear about, A, who this movie is for, and, B, what you like about it. <sighs> well, first off... Please. I take issue with the number one thing that I take issue with on that list is that it, Jim Carrey is no good in it. Like, this to me is peak Jim Carrey. Wow! Yes. Peak I, as in, this is like the mask, Ace Ventura, and Dumb and Dumber were like stepping stones on his way to the Grinch is what you're telling me. Yes. Ooh, I, the issue I have, we will probably talk about this later in the episode when movies just get too dumb when like character is just allowed to be like too he gets into that like really crude just there's something nasty about Jim Carrey sometimes like the Ace Venture not a big fan the mask loved it but he just he can get into the space of just being kind of grossly over the top this I felt like was perfectly on tone like he was allowed to be cartoonish. Like, this movie is as cartoonish as a live-action movie can get, and I felt like it yes. was straight down the middle for Jim Carrey. This was exactly... This is the role he was born to play, and he killed it. I he think Jim Carrey would weep if he heard you say that this was the role he was born to play. What? I'm I, sure he loved this movie. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't... That I don't know. And I, I will say, I, I don't think that there was anything that he did wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't care for the direction that they all agreed was the right performance. It's a Ron Howard issue. You're yes! With Ron. Yeah, I am talking, I'm calling you out, Ron Howard. I saw your ad for that masterclass. I saw, yes, I saw the ad for Ron Howard's masterclass, like, right after I finished this movie, and he's like, I'm gonna teach you filmmaking. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he's far more hits than misses, and clearly not, not everyone agrees this is a miss, but my God, I can't imagine how he would teach this movie. But like, it was just like the whole agreed upon style of the movie is just like, I don't understand. I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. That's really honestly what it is. I mean, it... Jim Carrey did not, I, I understand what you're saying. For example, I know Jim Carrey did not decide that eating glass was going to be something that the Grinch was going to do. <laughs> Somebody had to write that into the scripts Props had to get fake glass. Amazing. And Jim Carrey then had to take it and eat it probably more than once. The Grinch eating glass, like sitting there, he eats a banana peel, he eats glass, he's like sitting in his like you know little is? dank cave just having a terrible time on his own. What's not to love about You know what this that? movie is that I just realized right what now? Is it? This oh. movie is Oscar the Grouch having a bad acid trip on Christmas. Ooh. I okay, fair. I think Acid Trip is a little. Uh, like, uh, the art design in this movie—it's like okay, the visuals are like so clearly ripped off from like Tim Burton's version of like that expressionist style, specifically Nightmare Before Christmas, which I personally love, mm -hmm. um, which in turn is ripped off from German expressionism, as is as well as Dr. Seuss. Mm -hmm. So it's like a combination of these two things. So it kind of comes full circle. Now, with that in mind, this should have worked in theory because Dr. Seuss was like one of the early like pop art 
a devotees of that like surrealism. Mm -hmm. But with the crazy geometries and the Dutch angles flying all over the place, it just ends up looking so horrific and unnatural that it would make auto dicks throw up. And if you don't get that joke, Wikipedia, it's fine. It's fine. It's and fine. And then tweet me because I don't get it. Either. All right. Um, <laughs> the art style, I think, I, I think it's a pretty like maybe not one to one. It's it, I think it's fair to say it's a it's a realistic interpretation of Doctor Sue. Like, sure, it is. Tim Burton-esque, but Tim Burton is yes. very Susie. Without a doubt. No no doubt about it. I'm not trying to say I don't that. Think like, you're, yeah. yeah, it's not derivative. It's just based on something that has had a lot of cultural influence since yes, then. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, there, I, I can't argue with that because you're absolutely right. Um, I just thought it was too much. Uh, I wrote down the phrase weaponized whimsy in my notes um, because it seemed aggressive in its presentation of the amount of like whimsical shit in Whoville and in the Grinch's lair. Yeah, I, I think that's part of what I like about it is it's like it is balls to the wall committed mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. its aesthetic, to its kind of its sensibility. Yeah, like the who's are apples. Everything is a little bit it's it's crazy and whimsical and fantastical but also a little dingy everyone is just super over the top the obsession with christmas is just like you just it's it's suspension of disbelief and i'm i'm okay with that okay. i like it that's I, and i'm glad you like it i uh still don't but it um, <laughs> there we are there we are we made it okay i don't mind a little bit of like a little like aside like ha consumerism christmas movie this movie seemed like it was trying to drive that point home with a sledgehammer mm. because it was like that ended up being like the whole town had to learn this lesson as opposed to one character has to learn this lesson and is his arc is him figuring out that, oh, the whole world isn't as shitty as I thought it was, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of took it as a – it's – it's like a small town and their college football team or something that like that level of obsession that kind of a whole small community can get mm. into. I read it more. I like, I don't think this movie was trying to say like, Hey guys, like maybe you should think a little bit more about like how you're spending your money on Christmas. Like maybe mm -hmm. it's about the experiences and your family. Like, I don't think it was trying to teach us anything. It was just a plot foundation that this town mm. has like, an unhealthy obsession with Christmas. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm sorry. Not not Christmas. Let me check my notes here. What is it called again? Uh, the Hubilation in particular. Okay, I think the Hubilation is like a, a setup to Christmas. It's like a kind it's of... It's like an ancillary Christmas. holiday celebration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, a, um, like an Advent type, like gotcha. uh, Christmas Eve celebration, yeah, like, Festival okay. of Delights. Like Feast of St. Nicholas kind of thing, yes. Yeah, like it's, it's part of Christmas, but it's not like... It's not the holiday. Right, 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 right. Okay, all right. I mean, I'll, I can buy that. Um... Also, again, I don't, I don't hate it because it's a remake. I don't hate remakes. I think there's a lot of really good remakes. I think that it's a, this particular remake thought it could top the original by going bigger in every way, with seemingly no regard for what was enjoyable about the original. Mm. Like it doesn't seem it doesn't hit any of the beats that the original hit. It seems to be good ripping the plot. And just, like I said, inflating every angle of it. Mm -hmm. So what points do you think didn't translate into this? Like, what did we miss that you think is is a detriment? Uh, brevity, honestly. And I'm not just being <laughs> flippant about that. Like, I honestly think that this is a story that w works well as a 22-minute special and not as well as a two-hour movie. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know the Grinch's backstory. I don't. I, I, don't need, I don't need to know that the Grinch was bullied as a kid, and that's why he turned out the way he is. It's like... It adds nothing. It adds nothing, in my opinion. You know, he's a grouch. He's a he's a he's a grouchy dude. Doesn't like Christmas, and his arc is discovering that he was wrong about why people like Christmas. Yeah. We don't spend that much time on his backstory. We to don't. Be we, fair. we don't. Although, like, the mayor is in his backstory, right. and Martha Mayhew is in his backstory. It's a small town. It's a small. Yeah, it's a very small town. Clearly, uh, I, I I like how that's been like your your explanation for like everything. Every point that I don't like, it's like it's a small town. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're a small town. Right. So every point, but also you got your theses. This was my my yes, like yes, yes. realization you, on this absolutely. viewing was like you know this is actually like yeah I I know I see the kind of real world uh, metaphor here. Mm -hmm. 
Now, okay, I, and I swear I'm done, like, just ripping apart the movie. So if you I have anything... Bef- I, I, I'm done with that. <laughs> I'm done with that part. I am done with that part. Um, as far as interesting trivia is concerned... Um, oh, before we get to that, do you happen to know, like, what this movie, like, it, was it a critical success? I honestly don't even know if this was, like, a criti- success, critical success when it came out, or if people just started watching it when it was on ABC Family 14 times a day. <laughs> um, I think it actually, Rotten Tomatoes, I believe it was 53%, so it's honestly pretty much mm, slipped down the middle yeah, as far as people, yeah. So I obviously had never checked the Rotten Tomatoes score, because otherwise I would have been tipped off to the fact that... This is such a controversial pick, but... I mean, I'll be honest. Who checks Rotten Tomato scores on Christmas movies that have been around for 20 years? Right? Yeah, Nobody movies you like already. Um, yeah, so it... I think, yeah, it, critically, the overall consensus was kind of... Or, you know, a lot of people were saying that the movie falls flat, but Jim Carrey's performance was really good. Wow, um, I'm, I'm shocked that people like Jim Carrey's performance. Like, I, I, it blows me away. And again, I know it wasn't all him like acting in a vacuum, but uh, I, actually, now that I think about it, in most of his scenes, he is literally acting entirely on his own. Yeah, which is kind of his MO, I guess. But like, yeah, I feel like that's part of why it's good because he like just gets to do Jim Carrey, he just like does it up. Like, yeah, the the relationship between him and Sandy Cindy Lou, I don't feel like is that. Uh, I don't know. It's not heartwarming necessarily. No, it's just, just she's a cute kid weird. and he's a grumpy old dude and it's it's cute, but like no, it's yeah. Sorry, not to cut you off, but like something that keeps like coming into my head for some reason is, did you catch very early on in my uh, things I hate about the Grinch list, the key party in the flashback? Did you notice that? Not as a kid. Well, of I course didn't not. understand what I think that's a pretty old like reference yeah like like, that's not really a no that's like a that's like something that people haven't as far as i know haven't really done since like the 70s but like that was like the thing that i saw that i was like that really stood out as the key example of like who is this movie for like (laughs) there's often like semi-adult humor in like family movies because mm-hmm. like kids won't get it and the grown-ups will get a kick out of it mm-hmm. that seemed over the line in my opinion because people that would get it would be like oh what is that doing in this movie yeah. well i think when i was uh, i don't know if i got anything from it at the beginning once i was old enough to get that there was something going on i thought it was just like a party where you're drinking like you, you you're right yeah oh yeah we're gonna hide these in the yeah. other room so is that a thing or have i always been misunderstanding the key i think a, a fishbowl full of keys means exactly one thing oh but, okay um I, that may just be me misunderstanding perhaps, that reference forever perhaps but yeah, it's 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 an old reference. Yeah, so. well, you know it's not an old, old reference. Uh, I don't know why they felt it so necessary to sex up Martha Mayhew so much. That has always made me pretty uncomfortable. Like it's the part where he like lands in her breast. Like, yes, you know, that part has always totally like like that's not coded out. at all. That oh. is so direct and blunt. And if you'll excuse the expression, in your face. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of her. Oh yeah. God. There's a lot of and her putting her on like light. Her like heavy breathing anytime anything happens <laughs> that involves the Grinch or oh. a machine gun that shoots uh, Christmas lights. Yeah. yeah. Sliding down the bag at the end, yeah. like just yeah. It's it is a lot. There's a couple things about this movie. I don't think it's a perfect movie. I still really enjoy it. It's still part of. I'm glad like, you do, and I want canon. you to continue to enjoy it. <laughs> but yeah, the, there are a couple holes that I've things that I just haven't enjoyed about it. Or the flaws are yeah. Martha May has always just been like, why are you here? Why is why? she here? So you just come on. And then um, where are you, Christmas? Yeah. I just. I you know the song the I think it's Faith Hill who does the actual song is is good it's it's a good Christmas song but like I hate how a lot of movies with musical elements to them a lot of musical movies tend to have like that one song that's like it just slows down the pace yeah and it's really unnecessary like we get it Cindy Lou doesn't like the whole consumer she doesn't get the point of Christmas she's feeling lost we get it. Charlie doesn't think he's ever going to win the golden ticket and you just crushed his dreams, but you're still going to sing to him because you're some kind of good mom, quote unquote. But. Boy, you got issues with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. We're going to suss that one out later. Just cheer up, Charlie. That song is fucked. You just crushed his dreams and now you're going to sing to him like, why are you so sad? Boy, oh boy. All right. Fuck you, mom. But (laughs) not my mom. I love my mom. Anyway. 
On the other side of that, though, uh, with that all out, uh, did you happen to notice they've got a new adaptation of The Grinch coming out next year? Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Batch. Interesting. I'm, yeah. Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch, yeah. I think it's Batch. Cumberbatch? Bundersnatch? Anyway. Whatever. Anyhow, yeah, so there, yeah. there's that. We'll, we'll see if I like that one any better or if they added even more songs and turned this into like a three and a half hour <laughs> grittier, darker version. I don't of have Grinch. high hopes for it. I think there's, you know, we are reaching diminishing returns. There's only so many times you can adapt this story. But, I don't know. You could be the know? Christmas Spider Man. You never know. It could be. That one's batting 50 50, I would say. So. I mean, right, but like the most recent one was pretty. Be good. Okay. Well, I, I haven't seen Homecoming. Oh, Homecoming's a good one. Okay. All right. All right. I, I think Homecoming's the... the best one, but we'll, we'll, we can talk about that later. Ooh, no Tobey <laughs> Maguire fan. We're getting way off track here. But at any rate... Um, um, last please. thing I will add. This is an award-winning movie. BTW. So what was the award, Kari? It was. It was it nominated was. for several. It was. It was nominated for three... Academy Awards. In what categories? Not just MTV Movie Awards. Not no just Kids Choice Awards. Kids Choice no, uh... Awards. Although it was also nominated and won, <laughs> I believe, yeah, it won the Favorite Movie and Favorite Movie Actor at 2001 Kids Choice Awards. Wow. So that too. But it was nominated for Best Costume Design. Sure. Best Art Direction. Okay. And won for Best Makeup. That is the least surprising thing it could have won for, quite honestly. Like, the makeup, because, I mean, legitimately, the makeup was seamless, and whoever handled the makeup did an amazing job. Yeah. And the scope of it is kind of insane. I didn't care for it, but it was definitely well done. Can't take anything away from those folks. Well, the Academy disagrees with you. So, (laughs) yeah, Golden Globes also nominated for Best, Jim Carrey for Best Actor. Um, But he lost to George Clooney for Oh Brother, Where Out Thou. All right. Well, that was stiff competition for anybody. So I got to say that. Very true. But yeah, I guess, I mean, at this point, you know, this was the movie that was odd for us just because we've both seen it before. And I think we're both pretty clear about what the other would say to the question, would you recommend this movie? Yes. Yes to both. 100% yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Not for kids or adults. I would say watch Nightmare Before Christmas instead, but that's just me. That is my nostalgic favorite. I like the Halloween aspect of it more than Christmas, personally. Yeah, I was going to say that always, like, I don't think of that as a Christmas movie. I think of it as a Halloween movie, but it does double as both. So, like, very quickly, I I was thinking about this, like, why, it's like, design-wise, these seems like these two movies are similar. Structure-wise, even, they're kind of similar. But I think what I enjoy about the Christmas aspect of Nightmare more than the Grinch is that the main character is this guy who fucking loves Christmas. Yeah. He's like, I, this, uh, this is brand new. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I got some ideas and I think I can make it even better. So yeah. Santa, I'm going to give you a weekend off. I'm going to do you a favor and let you out the hook this year. Yeah. Luckily, I, you don't have to choose between the two. You and don't. I love you can both watch those both. Movies, you know what so. else? The, you know what else that movie does better? I think is uh, I think it comes in at like a cool seventy five minutes or something like that. So, <laughs> in and out, very quick and breezy. True, true. Anyway, that's enough. We're not ta- not talking about that movie. Any closing thoughts before we move on to the next pick here? Nope. The awards were pretty much my. Uh... That was your Clinchers, final nail in my so, coffin, is that it? Yep. Okie dokie. Just now, this is a well-accredited movie, so... Uh, and, again, as you mentioned, I think 50-50 right down the middle is probably what we would find out no matter who we talk to, so... Fair. So, comment. Let us know how you feel about it. Please. If I I'm right. legitimately want to know. We're going to do one of those, like, like if you... Uh, oh, we should do a poll. We we're going to do a poll. That. I was going to say, we'll make a status where it's like, love if you think the Grinch is great, and dislike frowny face, angry face if you think it's dog shit like I do. So, but I, like I said. Come on, people. Road to El Dorado. Think of the road to El Dorado. <laughs> you cannot coast in a previous episode. You cannot coast in a previous episode. Good Lord. Shilling to the to the max over here. All right, so we've pretty much covered the Grinch. I think we're on, think we're agree, yes. agree to disagree is probably the best way we've, we could you know, put this, um, more debate episodes in the future, probably. I, I think that we could have some fun with some movies that one of us loves and the other hates. So, Actually, I'm not talking to you again after this, so. <laughs> this is our last episode. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Uh, all right, so moving on. Now, again, for, for my pick, this is a long, I wouldn't, definitely not a childhood favorite, because this doesn't exist before I was a teenager, and if it did, my parents wouldn't let me near it with a 10-foot pole. But a movie that I... and a half foot pole. Uh, <laughs> <you will. laughs> Touché. 
But this is a movie I grew to love the first time I watched it. Partly, I will openly admit, due to how old I was in the environment that I was in at the time that I saw it. It is Bad Santa, and it is, without a doubt, not for everybody. I will openly say that I recognize it, and I don't blame you if you think this movie is the craziest, dumbest, worst thing you've ever seen in your life. So... How would you describe this movie, having seen Bad Santa for the first time just a couple of days ago? How would you describe just the plot of it? We can get into details later on, but if you were going to give like an objective plot summary, what would it, how would you describe this? So, Billy Bob Thornton is kind of a just a loser. He is an alcoholic drifter who the really only thing he has going on, the only way he has to make money is as part of this this con basically where he dresses up as Santa. Um, it's, it's run the mastermind as his, um, what is his friend's name? Uh, Tony Cox as Marcus. Marcus. So it, the mastermind behind it is Marcus, who is a little person who dresses up as an elf and kind of runs the show. They work at a mall as Santa and an elf doing the pictures and the tell me what you want for Christmas thing. And then one night we'll just basically stay behind in the mall turn off the security system and steal whatever the hell they want and break into safes, which apparently Billy Bob Thornton's like particularly good at, or he was. At he's he's a safe cracker. That's like he's his profession. Yeah. yeah. And apparently learned that from his dad. So he try, keeps trying to get out of the game and just like lay low and drink in my, or stop drinking and move to Miami. But every year runs out of money and Marcus calls him and they do it all again. So we see them do that once and then, the plot picks up a year later when they're doing the whole thing again. I would say there's nothing really different about this time. There's just some characters who come in that make it a little different. But yeah, it's basically just seeing how their con works and then how it kind of goes off the rails toward the end. Yeah. The official synopsis on Rotten Tomatoes was like, really long so i'm just gonna read the back of the dvd box over here you'd better watch out santa claus willie t stokes thornton is coming to town and he doesn't give a flying reindeer whether you've been naughty or nice willie's favorite holiday tradition is to fill his sacks with loot lifted from shopping malls across the country but this year a wisecracking store detective a sexy bartender and a kid who's convinced willie's the real deal derail his plans Bust a gut laughing as visions of more than sugar plums, quote, dance in your head and the eye-popping clarity of high definition. Oh, sorry. We got back to the DVD show. So, anyway, that's, <laughs> that's the general idea. Um, the description of the picture quality is not part of the actual movie description. Um, <laughs> it was great picture quality. It wasn't bad. Yeah. So, like I said, I saw this movie, like, right around. Like, I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it, like, as soon as it hit DVD. So, I was probably, like, 15 or 16 at the time. So, I watched it with, like, my two best friends at, at, at home and, like, being like a 16-year-old boy is definitely the ideal state of mind to be in to watch this movie. I think that we can all recognize yeah, that. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, like, I can't... I however, can't as we got older, we ended up quoting this movie to each other nonstop, and not just at Christmas. We just loved... We loved Billy Bob's interactions with the kid whose name is Thurman Merman, which is like... <laughs> one of the funniest, dumbest names I have ever heard in a movie. And the reveal that that's his name is like one of the funniest jokes oh, to me. Yeah. Um, which this kid is so pathetic and pitiful. They are like two peas in a pod because they're pitiful in completely different ways. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The main characters though, for the most part, are so despicable in a way that you don't normally see in any kind of movie where all the main characters are just shitheads mm -hmm. in specific ways. You know, Willie is not relatable at all. Billy Bob, uh, Billy Bob's character is not relatable really in any way. Like it, it, for almost the, really the entire movie. I don't think he ever does a single thing that I would consider like, oh yeah, I've been there. I get it. Mm. Uh, he's just gross. Like the first scene is him getting so drunk that he goes out an alley and throws up uh, uh, like right away. He pisses himself multiple times. Uh, yeah. I, he, Billy Bob gets drunker in this movie than I think the next 10 characters I've ever seen get drunk in movies before mm -hmm. on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah. He is a straight up alcoholic. Like he is a textbook alcoholic. Yeah. It, it violent sometimes, like, he can't control his body functions, can't walk, like, he, even when he tries to quit drinking, it's like he immediately starts, like, stealing liquor from the behind the beach bars. <laughs> He's just gross. Like, everything about him is disgusting. But he, his, the lines he gets are hilarious to me. I don't know why, and his reactions to people are just 
anyway, let's uh, kind of like back up a little bit. I, I'm getting ahead of myself because I get I get worked up in this movie, and it's much more than even you are about the Grinch. But the edgy Christmas movie has become such a trope, mm-hmm. right? And it existed before this movie; it exists way after. I mean, everything from like. I don't know, people calling Die Hard a Christmas movie, which we talked about before, Scrooge with uh, mm-hmm. Bill Murray, mm-hmm. and there's like several Christmas-themed slasher movies that have come out over the right. years. But like the edgy Christmas movie is like a trope, and so it's like, it, it was already like kind of tired by the time this movie came out, and yet it's like, I'm I'm curious, like, I don't know why it's so pervasive. Like, are people that desperate for like an alternative to the like Holiday Inn and stuff like that? I don't, I, like, what do you think about that? I do think, I think there's something... Christmas and holiday, like, the big holiday movies are so on the far end of that, like, very cheerful, very sunny, very optimistic spectrum in general. You know, there's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some, I, it's a wide scope, but in general, just holiday things tend to be on that very bright, very shiny, very, like, blindly optimistic. And I think there is a very real kind of, you know, anybody who doesn't fully subscribe to that mm-hmm. can feel very, I don't know, out of place during a time where we're all just completely buying in. Like, if I may draw a metaphor, Please. Cindy Lou in the town of Whoville. If all the Who's are subscribing to this, like, all-out bonanza, mm-hmm. we're all going to feel the exact same way, and it is mm-hmm. one pure, mm-hmm. unadulterated emotion, anybody who doesn't feel 100% that way is going to feel... Like an outsider, so I think there. I think an edgy Christmas movie mm-hmm. or anything like that really speaks to those people. It, mm-hmm. it catches them in their net. So I think that's there's just a, there's a niche for it because sure. it's not always going to speak to everyone in that like yeah. bright shiny way. Gotcha. As per usual, we have not talked about <laughs> anything about this movie prior to this recording. So I actually do. I want to get your impressions as a first time viewer. Like, what did you think about this movie? And you can say whatever you want. It's not going to mm-hmm. offend me. I will probably agree. If you say anything negative about this movie, I will probably agree with you and say I still love that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll see. Um, I Starting out, there were some really good jokes in it. I laughed out loud at a couple parts. Like, mm-hmm. it was... There are some funny moments. I could never see this movie again and be particularly <laughs> happy. I wow. don't... I, partially, I just... I I don't have an issue with the like bright shiny let's pretend everything's sure, fine course, for no. a month and a half and then go back to our sad lives. Um so yeah, it doesn't speak to me as much, but like the I don't have a problem with characters being unlikable. Mm-hmm. Unlikable to children is just really unpalatable to me. I don't it's it kind of played into that like uh you know, the similar, like, grumpy asshole mm-hmm. meets a kid that kind of, like, he starts feeling paternally towards, basically, mm-hmm. and, and wants mm-hmm. to take care of it. But, like, he was straight up abusive to this kid. They, you just can't. There was no... No. No. He, like, yelled at him. He just... The kid is pathetic, and I don't really find that enjoyable to watch. It's too... He was... He was okay. Sad. I... <laughs> He was pathetic. Thurman Merman is so pathetic, but in a way that he, for the most part, until he actually, like, gets, like, beat up by, like, the skater kids or whatever, he doesn't really seem that bothered by anything that happens around him. Like, he's totally, he's a very Forrest Gump kind of a character. He's like a Forrest Gump as a kid kind of a character where it's like, he's not, like, I don't think he's like mentally challenged or anything like that. Even though he does get called retard like fifty several times, times because let's be real, he does act like Forrest Gump. So like I probably I assume he gets called that for the same reason. He uh, I mean it's messed up regard no matter what, but it's he's very like he takes everything in stride. Like the way he describes his home situation, like oh, he's yeah. so naive and so gullible that he doesn't even realize when he's being like. The only time he ever seems to be in a bad mood is when he accidentally slices his hand open. And what does Billy Bob do in that moment? He helps him the best way he knows how, which is poorly, not very well. (laughs) He he pours alcohol on the Which you do to disinfect. Absolutely. And then says, shouldn't you put a t-shirt on that or something? Wrap that in a t-shirt or something? Yeah. There was, okay, and that's, I was like, maybe if they just took the kid out of it, 
I would have liked it a lot better. Because I just, there is, I have some weird, I don't, right. I don't like it when, like, there's a kid that's just getting totally pummeled like that. Like, so, I, but, <laughs> but the kid does have some of the best parts as well. Like, he's some of the funniest, their interaction is, is sweet at times. Okay. And then, like, the who's on first interactions between the two. Are you kidding me right now? That- <laughs> what is he? Someone dropped me on my head. Someone dropped me on my own. What is it with you anyway? Somebody drop you on your fucking head? On my head? Well, yeah, what are they going to drop you on somebody else's head? How can they drop me onto my own head? No, not onto your... Uh, what? God damn it, are you fucking with me? <laughs> like, that's the thing. That's legitimately hilarious. The kid like, is the perfect foil for Billy Bob's character. Yeah. Like, he is exactly the kind of character to get the best reactions yeah. out of Billy Bob in this movie. And he is unflappable. So, like, hopefully he is not internalizing this into some really deep-seated trauma as an adult. But it's I mean, hard to watch this and not think that that's exactly where His mom's going. dead. His dad's in jail and he lives with a catatonic grandmother. I think that if he's not already traumatized by his life situations, meeting this guy is not what was going to push him over the edge. Yeah, frankly. I just... It was another punch to this poor kid. It was like... But he doesn't really... even care. He's like... I know that's a bad excuse. Before anybody re- writes me angry letters, I know that's a bad excuse. But the kid legitimately does not seem to care one bit. It's not as though he's like... We ever have a scene of him like crying because mm-hmm. Billy Bob yelled at him. It's like he's... He takes it all completely in stride. He's, you know who he reminds me of is Dewey on Malcolm in the Middle, the youngest mm-hmm. brother, where it's like he's just obnoxious to everybody and when like people react, he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a cross between Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle and Forrest Gump. That is Thurman Merman. <laughs> all right, fair. Um, fair and fair. also, like the, he, he does get a pretty awesome... He does get the coda of the movie, which is a pretty hilarious scene where he gets the t-shirt from Willie and like punches the skater kid in the dick and then rides off on his bike and flips him off. And that's like the last uh, thing yeah. in the movie. I enjoyed that, but I understand it's not everyone's cup of tea and I'm okay with that. But, um, so real quick, we just kind of want to run down. Cause the cast I think is what makes this movie takes in my opinion from good to great. So first of all, we've got Billy Bob Thornton as Willie slash Santa. Which was weird to see a young, old Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, I was like, like he does only 46-year-old so Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see, he's like, yeah, yeah, because he's like in his 60s now, and this movie came out 15 years ago. So yeah, like 45, I guess. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, looks like, you know, he just looks rough. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, but younger. Yeah. Definitely younger. Also, I, I was going to say this for trivia, but, uh, you know, this movie came out in 2003, and uh, Billy Bob was in another famous Christmas movie that same year. Think about it. You can do it. Oh, he was in Love Actually, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was the president. Yeah, he was the president. <laughs> so he's in two, I would say, iconic for different reasons wow. Christmas movies the same year. Wow, same year. Do yeah. I look the same age? Okay, yeah. all right. Wow. He's he is repugnant. I mean, without a doubt, he is repugnant in this movie, and kind of repugnant in Love Actually, also. But neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> well, that's just like a caricature. Yeah, but he's character. They like, just hate Americans. That's yeah, it. well, yeah. Like his character in in this movie is just like he is to put it away that one of my former coworkers would say he is out of f- to give. He gave them all earlier, and he's out. Yeah, uh, or so he thinks. You never really feel sorry for him. He's just kind of there. Tony Cox, as we mentioned, as Marcus, who's like the elf and also the mastermind. And, and he's been in a lot. Oh. He's been in a lot of comedies, mm-hmm. usually just like playing like a comedic little person. Mm-hmm. This is, I would say, the best role I have ever seen him in. He has the most to do. He has the most personal agency. He's not just a prop. He is a legitimate flesh and blood character in this movie. And he gets some of the best lines. Like, Willie gets some real zingers in here, but like Marcus is tired of Willie's bullshit and like slings him straight back and like cuts straight to the bone about like you're just pissed off because you can't stand what a piece of shit you are. Mm-hmm. Catch it up you f***ing moron. F***ing Leonardo da Vinci. What you calling me Zaha? I called you a f***ing Jenny homo from the 15th f***ing century you dickhead. Let's move on to uh, Lauren Graham as Sue, uh, a.k.a. the Santa fetishist. Oh, yeah. She is into Santa. I don't understand her character. Like, I get it. I don't get it, though. Also don't get it. There was one point. I thought you were about to make a defense and I was going to say go on. Oh, well, like, don't totally get it. She is 100% charming in this movie, though. Like, I I liked her character a lot. Because I think what she had to do could have gone 
skeezy so easily, but she still stays like very. It's not easy being skeezy, Curry. It's not easy being skeezy. It's not easy not being skeezy, <laughs> and she does it really well. It's like she is. She's. I mean, the most likable, the most kind of a normal person, except for that she has this very strange fetish. Um, Super weird. Maybe not. You know what? Yeah. And it's so strong that she's gonna this disgusting alcoholic, and when he's when he is like actively passing out drunk, apparently. Yeah, that I was like, girl, you could do so much better than even among Santas at Christmas. They're not hard to find. No, ah, no. But at one point, I thought maybe she was trying to get pregnant she said the thing about like really really liking kids and oh, i was like shit, oh she's right. gonna like oh, she's gonna man. trick him into getting pregnant and then like that's her end game no there is a bad there is a bad santa too that i have not watched so you know i don't know i don't know maybe but oh uh, yeah she yeah she I plays the character well but she does and she's the most likable part of the whole movie mm. don't understand even more than chorus leachman's uh, uh let me make you some sandwiches oh yeah <laughs> being dead for like geez. but yeah uh speaking of being dead john ritter as bob chapeska slash the mall director oh he was hilarious he's great he's so uncomfortable him and bernie mac playing off each other were those like, are some of the funniest oh scenes, yes. my god so funny like that those... was that was good a couple of days ago i was in uh women's big and tall and uh i heard these <clears throat> Um, you know, these noises. And I heard a woman screaming, yeah, oh yeah. And I heard his voice saying, that's right, you ain't going to SHIT right for a month. Those scenes I often have thought, like, I couldn't be on set when those were going on because I would have started laughing. Yeah, his because Bernie Mac, they're just kind of going back and forth with like, one line reaction, one line reaction, and it's going back and forth between the two of them. So, mm-hmm. like, sometimes one's reacting, sometimes the other. And so, they're both so funny in both, yeah. like, both situations. And Bernie Mac just like, yeah, well, you know, not committing any crimes. No. Except for blah, blah, blah. He yeah. likes big women. Yeah. Uh, like, he's so <laughs> yeah. clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's so... Those... That was yeah. funny too. I mean, yeah, and as you mentioned, Bernie Mac is the store dick, uh, the the, yeah. the the mall detective, basically, uh, and he's the uh, he's the head of security, I, I guess. Mm. He is like the most enigmatic character of the movie. Like, I'm, I want to I want to know what his story is. Yeah. That's a movie we'll probably never get. But man, he was great. Like, also super gross in a completely different kind of a way. Yeah. Like slamming Metamucil, chain smoking cigarettes, and like one single drag, and then just like peeling oranges, and then just sucking the juice out of the pulp. Oh, that was so, that was so, so weird. Much. The, was... And the mouth noises just... Mm. It's so weird. And, and then but... haranguing the uh, pedicurist. Yes. Like, yeah. get in there. Yeah. Use something with some gloss to it. Yeah, that hard candy, that's it right there. Let me get some of that. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> oh man, no, he's he's great in this movie. Like that, it seemed like a role he could really sink his teeth into. Um, I kind of wondered if they were just like, oh shit, we have Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac wants to be in this movie. Just make him something. Like there wasn't a lot of purpose to his character. But oh, I'll uh, consider. No, no, no. Uh, he, okay. uh, um, there was a purpose to his character because he uncovered the scam. Uh huh. And he wanted a piece. Right. And then so when he Marcus. Yeah, he wanted half. 50%. <laughs> yeah. And so when Marcus kills him, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, that's sort of like foreshadowing that like Marcus is like, it's that, like we didn't at any point get an idea that Marcus or Willie was dangerous mm-hmm. until that point. So that's that kind of sets it up so that it's not out of left field for Marcus to pull a gun on Willie at the end. Sure. By the way, I, I didn't put her on here, but um, Marcus's wife, Lois, who's played by Lauren Tom... Somehow, in a movie full of despicable people, managed to be the most unpleasant-looking person in the cast. Yeah, I, I totally thought about that because I was like, "Oh, they're gonna play into that kind of like." I, at one point, Billy Bob Thornton says something about mail order bride, but I thought they yeah. were really gonna lean into that stereotype of kind of just the unpleasant mail order bride to you know this mismatched couple or whatever but they they didn't too much i can say this is an asian person she is a pitch perfect unpleasant asian woman like (laughs) middle-aged asian Asian woman she she doesn't have much to do i i thought her shtick was really funny that like she basically it was and i I mean she doesn't 
she speaks like maybe twice. I think the only line she has is just looking. Just looking. Just looking. looking. Um, She like goes through. Yeah, she like basically sends her husband Marcus out on these errands when he's when they're stealing stuff like he just has his her kind of lookbook of mm-hmm. things that she wants him to come back with so and that's funny and then we see that that kind of pays off at the end when mm-hmm. we see her actually shopping for those things and we understand yeah. why yeah. he has this lookbook when he breaks uh-huh. into malls uh-huh. but so that was a funny like add-on but i yeah i don't know i was a little like uh where are you gonna go with this yeah. and it yeah. was it was okay it was i mean it was a small part but she played it for what she was supposed to do she did it really well um and then brett kelly uh as the kid slash thurman merman and okay so you talked about how you did not care for billy bob's treatment of this kid and i cannot argue with that i would ask you how would you deal with a kid this aggressively weird uh i mean like <laughs> Not by screaming at him. Which he doesn't do at first. It's not until he gets needled and honestly thinks that this kid is, like, put on this earth to torment him. The kid just needs a laugh. Uh, But, yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't know. I... I didn't mean to put you on the spot and, like, make you defend, yeah. like... How would I parent this child? How would I not be this how repugnant to this kid? I mean, kid? for sure. And, like, kids can be exhausting. I will <laughs> say it. But it's just... It's it's a lot. The verbal abuse of this kid that we watch just over and over again from the bullies. But then, it, like, yeah, he's not getting it any better at home. Billy Bob Thornton is, like, basically saying exactly what the bullies say to him, to him. And it's, you know, and then he... Well, it's just, it's whatever. He's, <laughs> I, yeah, you you hope that the kid just, re- he really is kind of unfazed by everything that happens until the end where he's like, I know you're not Santa. I just hoped you would buy me a present because we're friends. Because we're friends. And you're like, he fucking felt all of that, you monster. But maybe not. I don't, yeah. I mean, he's definitely exhausting. And that's why it's, like, that's the funniest part is just, like, the ways that he is kind of on a completely different wavelength than Billy Bob Thornton, but... So, my interpretation, and this is just, like, this is not me trying to justify, this is me, like, coming up with a way to articulate what I was thinking of, but my justification for not having a problem with Billy Bob verbally abusing this child is that this kid has no social skills at all. He has no perception seemingly based on the way he is portrayed seemingly has no perception of what normal person to person interaction is. Mm -hmm. So he is not necessarily aware that the way he is being spoken to by Billy Bob for most of the time is mean. Mm -hmm. It's not until like later on when he says, even when I'm just like a, up or something like that, and Billy Bob's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't talk to talk about yourself that way." No, he, he Billy Bob. That's what he f-ing yells at him. He's like, "You, you can't, you can't f-ing talk about yourself." Like he like yells at him yeah. at that point, and I'm like, "That was because he's almost saw, to like, hey kid, you can't talk yeah. about." It was he saw himself in the kid at that moment. That's what happened, and he re- and he was like, "I think I'm a piece of shit because I am 45 years old, and the only thing I do every year is rip off malls, dressed as Santa Claus." But this kid, he's got his whole life ahead of him, even if he is super weird. Anyway. So let me just continue the cycle of abuse. No, 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 no. He's telling him, you need to think of your, you need to not talk about yourself that way. Because I had a dad who was really mean, and I wanted you to not be down on your, anyway. So whatever. I'll be a mean dad to you to I, make it. I, I think Billy Bob in those moments means well. He's not, as he says, putting out cigarettes on his neck. A very low bar to jump over, let's be very clear about that, but he is trying to make, he's trying to make Thurman Merman have a brighter future than he had based on his own upbringing. So that's all I'll say about that. And to wrap up the cast, we did have Oscar winner Octavia Spencer playing a prostitute at a motel. Hey, Opal, come here. Uh-uh. Screw you, Willie, your kinky ass. Last time I didn't right for a week. It took me a second to see that, but, like, because he, like, just has a brief interaction. She has literally one scene, and I was like, oh, my God. That's mm-hmm. Octavia Spencer. Yeah. I feel like she's lost some weight since then. She, 
is an Oscar winner. <laughs> she, uh, I, yeah, that was a, that was an interesting you know, when, you, when you're looking for work. You know? Um, uh, yeah, this movie was uh, pr- executive produced by the Coen brothers, who oh. did an uncredited rewrite on the script. Interesting. And I feel like they played a major part in, like, the dialogue especially, which I think is the best part of the movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. The dialogue is legitimately, like, super witty. Yeah, the and dialogue Even is when it's very, very mean, it's very witty. Yeah, um, it's funny. Like, it is funny. Um... And uh, I, I I don't know. I, I mean, when you look at it through the lens of the Coen brothers, it's like a lot of these characterizations do kind of make sense. Like, especially Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, you could drop that character into half of the Coen brothers' different movies. Mm-hmm. And that character would have been at home. Like, I could see that character in The Big Lebowski. I mm-hmm. could see that character in, uh, 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 shoot, um, other Coen brothers' <laughs> movie. Um, but, anyway, but yeah, I, I have to agree with you on one thing. I will at least concede that I don't think this movie necessarily holds up to revisiting Mm. i definitely enjoyed it more when i was between the ages of like 16 and 20 yeah i think that i'm that's probably exactly the target demo for this is like yeah the people who would be into the edgy christmas movies the people who don't want to buy into all that like glittery christmas joy you know triumph but that's Teenage and young adult boys. I understand why you would say that. However, I would also say that I don't think that that was what drew me to it. I don't think I was looking for an alternative Christmas movie. I think that Christmas just was a convenient setting for this movie. Like mm-hmm. the the storyline, honestly, like the setup is kind of clever. I thought, like I, you know, like the idea of like this team using uh, shopping mall. Uh, Christmas time as an in to get behind security. I thought that was a pretty yeah. interesting setup, and yeah. like. You could transpose that idea into, like, a legitimate, like, I mean, it's kind of silly for a crime thriller, but, like, it didn't have to be, like, this type of, this particular kind of movie. Anyway, interesting trivia. Uh, Two very famous actors were also considered for this movie as Willie, the Santa Claus character. Would you take a stab at who they might have been? Ooh. Uh, American actors? Yes, both American actors. Okay. Although I'm curious who you think could have been, like, a non-American actor who might be interested in it. I think I'm stuck on love, actually, and I was like, oh, maybe, um... Shoot, now Cary Grant. Nope. Cary Grant. Yes, Cary Grant was. That's the second that. time I've said Cary Grant instead of the actual person I meant. Colin Firth, maybe that would be a hilarious. I would watch the shit out of that movie. That Colin Firth as Bad Santa would be hilarious. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. The um, the Prime Minister in Love Actually. Oh, uh, Hugh Grant. Oh, Hugh Grant. Okay, Cary Grant. That was actually right, 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 there was yeah, connection there. there. Um, Hugh Grant is Bad Santa. That could be wild. Oh yeah. He would be um, a different kind of, like, he would be a sad drunk, but... It's... But these two actors not were, they specifically wanted to play this role, but they had other commitments and they couldn't do it. Oh, I could see um, uh, Gene Hackman. Oh, he's not one, but I could see that for sure. Yeah, he might have been a little older, but I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, who were they? Jack Nicholson. Uh oh yeah. That could have been great. Jack Nicholson as this level of an alcoholic would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, but not dangerous. I feel like Jack Nicholson is always a little bit dangerous. I think that the being that drunk could have probably muted the danger a little right. bit. Also, he was already like 70 by the time that would have that would have been, I think. Like in 2003, he would have been pretty close to 70, probably. Um so yeah, Jack Nicholson and uh care to guess who the other guy was. Oh, somebody along the lines of Jack Nelson. Yeah? More of a comedic actor. Oh. Jim Carrey? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. He seems more like the obvious choice, but he did Lost in Translation instead, which I'm sure he doesn't have any regrets about that. Yeah. And it would have been, it would have basically been uh, Scrooge, kind of. Kind of. I mean, it would have been a great companion piece to Scrooge, for sure. A double feature, if you will. Yeah, indeed. Um, I would have watched either one of those movies. I think they would have been great. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, Jack Nicholson version of this movie, I think, could have been something else. Mm -hmm. Also, it would have been, it would have made more sense to him to just be, like, banging every woman in sight. Because, I mean, (laughs) Jack Nicholson, that's, like, his reputation. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, anyway, so I I think that was, I thought that was kind of interesting. So, yeah, so you, okay, so you didn't care for this movie. I get it. I understand. You know, I don't think you're wrong because I respect your opinion. <laughs> um, I will not say the same to you. <laughs> fair. I, I probably earned that. Honestly, to the you know, I would ask myself the question, would you recommend this movie? I might, depending on the person. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the kind of movie I'll probably, like, give to my nephew when he's, like, 16. <laughs> but probably not to... I'm not going to, like, watch it with my mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yes. a party movie, you know? It's, like, a quotable movie. Like... Mm-hmm. 
It's got a lot of it's got a lot of good lines. But like I, I don't know what what would you recommend as like an alternative to this movie? If you were in the movie, if you were in the mood for a movie like this, but you didn't want to watch this again, what would be like your alternative? Probably Scrooged. Okay. I think that yeah. kind of hits the same tone, but it isn't quite as aggressive yeah that's probably good it's not quite as mean-spirited mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's a christmas carol so yeah, yeah. It, it all turns out okay in the end i love the happy ending but uh, yeah that would probably be my go-to for something like this mm-hmm. it's a little edgier sure okay um so we're pretty much at the end here um you know we mentioned at the very beginning that we accidentally created like a double feature with these two movies and i was i was surprised when i realized that that these movies are so similar in terms of like their themes right. and their even like their characterizations to a certain extent like mm-hmm. the, the characterizations of their protagonist is very similar right but they're just like clearly the same story designed for completely different audiences mm-hmm. i mean would you at least agree with that yeah absolutely i think and, and it, i think it does have similar dna to that christmas carol kind of scrooge mm-hmm. just that Older dude who doesn't care for Christmas and doesn't get it. DNA doesn't care for. That's a very. <laughs> that's he doesn't very, get uh, it. Yeah, diplomatic way of putting Which it. Which I yeah. don't. We don't have to go down this rabbit hole, but the the people who don't get Christmas in Christmas movies about that, they literally just think it's like they didn't didn't ever occur to them that it's He's like saying, a warm fuzzy feeling. Watching these two movies back to back, I think you will at least agree was an interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah, now that you pointed out kind of how they're related, I, I definitely see it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, what other than The Grinch, what, what's going to be on your, your Christmas watch list this year? Have I mentioned Muppets Christmas Carol? You may have mentioned it once or twice, and I one. support it. I am on board. Absolutely. Um, I love Elf. That is a contemporary classic mm-hmm. as well. Can't argue with that. White Christmas. Mm-hmm. Good one. Mm-hmm. Similar DNA to Singing in the Rain. Yes, Oh, indeed. we mentioned. Um... What else? Some of the claymate uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, a year yeah. without a Santa Claus. Have to watch those. All I mean, those time are... is running short. I got to get these in fast. But yeah, right. I, I always feel like that. It's like I end up watching like Christmas Story all day on Christmas Day. And Christmas then, Story, yeah. And then that's it. That's like <laughs> I might <laughs> watch. It. I'll watch It's a Wonderful Life by myself and cry, and then <laughs> uh, watch a Christmas Story all day and it's not pay attention to it. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty good place to wrap it up. I mean, we know what we're watching. Hopefully, you're watching something. Fun, or uh, uh, by whatever definition of fun that you want to go with, whether it's the uh, uh, Billy Bob or the Grinch or something. If you think that we're both insane for defending the shit out of either one of these movies, these movies suck. What are these people even talking about? But yeah, uh, for sure, we uh, hope you have an enjoyable holiday and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Joyous Kwanzaa, and um, we will catch you next week with our regularly scheduled episodes. So have a a delightful new year. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it. Happy Kwanzaa. Now pull your damn pants up. What's wrong with you kids these days?